you can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Your words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hi, Lewis Black here, and welcome to my Rantcast number 11. I'm hunkered down here in my apartment in New York City <laughs> at the edge of fall. Oh, yeah. Fall is coming. The leaves will be changing. I hate this time of year. And the special hate now is apparently we'll be going to some second surge or a ninth phase or a quarter moon or whatever the hell, whatever they want to make up. Whatever the CDC decides to announce based on whatever the government thinks is going to be happening, <laughs> whatever they want to say. But be that as it may, a tough weekend. Yes, siree. A tough, tough weekend is the phenomenal Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away. And I really don't think you have to have agreed with Ruth Bader Ginsburg to not understand how phenomenal she was. I mean, but if you don't agree uh, with Ruth Bader Ginsburg and the fact that she really devoted her life to uh, creating a, an environment, and, a, a, by, and by an environment, I mean the laws which allow us to have as much gender equality as a nation should have. Uh, if you don't agree with that, you know, then 
I'm sorry. Uh, I have no time for that nonsense, okay? It is vital. It is important, all right? It is who we are. It is what the Constitution is fucking about. We the people. Who do you think the people are? God damn it. Why do we have to continue to go through this bullshit over and over and over again? Huh? And I'll tell you out there, those of you who think, well, I don't know if really, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know if she's right. Or, yes, you You know what? I would put my mother sitting across from you and telling you exactly why Ruth Bader Ginsburg was right. And I can guarantee you this, at 102, her withering arguments would make your brain arthritic by the time you were finished. Okay? You wouldn't even know how to open your mouth to have a discussion with her. Oh, I wish I had a real Ruth Bader Ginsburg story. I don't. I do know that uh, I am uh, in awe of someone that devoted to a cause. Uh, I, I, sadly, I think I'm, I, I've only been that devoted to food. Huh. Oh, boy. These are uh, truly the oddest of times. But uh, I, I, after getting that off my chest, I feel a little better. Now, my mother was on lockdown for a while, yet again. And so I think that's partially where a lot of the yelling and screaming is coming from today, although the, I don't, I'm, don't get me started. Uh, then they recently discovered that it wasn't on her floor, how they, that, that it, it was a caregiver on another floor who it was discovered, tested positive. But uh, it, apparently she's doing well. Her caregivers are well. And thank you for asking. So here we are. Rolling through New London, Connecticut this week, Northampton, Massachusetts, and Rutland, Vermont. Yes, sirree. And would be beautiful at this time of year. Yes, it would. New London, Connecticut, I have a warm spot in my heart for because it was there that uh, my good friend, David Allen Greer, at the time, he and I would leave the drama school we were attending. I won't go into that. And we would leave there and drive up there to uh, New London in order to perform a little coffee house uh, bar an open mic kind of a thing while we were still going. I was actually out of school at that point and hanging around trying to figure out why I went to the fucking school. And it was great to be able to spend that time with David, who was really a brilliant young actor and a, a, a one and has always been one funny fucking guy. And uh, he played some music. He did some comedy. And I think uh, I think I will I'll take a little bit of credit uh, for for putting him uh, moving toward doing comedy during uh, his career. Besides the acting, we would have I think the, the place that we appeared at still exists. It was not called the Rusty Scupper, but that was the first thing that came to my mind. It was there that we appeared at the Guard Arts Center, or the Garday Arts Center, but there's no thing over the E. Built in 1926, by, by, like much of the uh, the theaters in the country. We then went on to the Northampton, Massachusetts, uh, where we appeared at a theater that we appear at over and over and over again, the Calvin Theater. It's, a, it's a, just a great performance space. Intimate. The folks are really brilliant. Uh, the paragraphs, they, they get them. You could go through a, a two-page paragraph with them, and they would have no trouble following you. They are not only uh, that smart, but they're as, as smart as they are, they're also a lot of fun. My good friend uh, and his family, my good friend Rand Forrester, who I worked with at the West Bank Cafe here in New York City, he and his family are up there. And um, finally, we hit Rutland, Vermont. I was just recently in Vermont, and it's... Whew, if it wasn't cold up there in the winter, that might be a place that I would uh, I, I would think of moving to. It's a, I probably would have moved to at some point in my life. Uh, just a little too nippy, 
well, a little too nippy for someone born in Silver Spring, Maryland, but it was still a temperate fucking climate. So uh, we were at the Rutland, Vermont. We appeared at the Paramount Theater. And uh, once again, let me uh, just do a little plug for my special. On September 29th, you can hear it on Sirius XM, just the audio. October 6th, it'll be hitting all the platforms that you're going to want to love to hear uh, and see it on, whatever those platforms are, uh, Apple and Poo Poo and Cuckoo and Not Not and Hulu, I think. And we're, you know, a whole bunch of them. There's 146 of them, I think, as I've mentioned, and there could be 159, uh, but that'll be coming to you October 6th. Uh, once again, I'm thrilled that you've tuned in to listen to us. I hope you enjoyed today's uh, today's uh, fabulous group of rants, and I hope that you were all safe and sound in what is the greatest shitstorm of our lives. Take care of yourselves, okay, and each other. We're in New London, Connecticut, at uh, the Guard Arts Center. And uh, we're moments away from usually my uh, good friend John Bowman would be with us tonight. And I just want to say hi to him. He's just not able to be we're here with us this evening. And uh, But I, uh, he's watching at home or if he's got any brains, he's doing something fun. So, um, But John usually is our opening act. And uh, I'm just uh, sorry he's not with us not tonight. So uh, um, I've spent... Um, uh, I had a, uh, during my course of time becoming a comedian, spent a, a bit of it here in New London. And um, I, um, I was actually uh, hanging out in New Haven a chunk of the time. And uh, I was, because I graduated from the drama school there. And uh, now, please. And. Um, uh, it's drama school. It's drama school. It's drama school. Okay? It's drama school. So, uh, and I'd been writing plays, and uh, I started, uh, but I started, I needed something to do and to make a little money and to kind of, uh, uh, and I was doing kind of stand-up as kind of a side thing, and I got in touch with uh, there was a room up here that was, they were performing, uh, uh, songwriters were performing. And uh, it was uh, a place called Rudy's Pier One. And uh, I would come up here with uh, a friend of mine at the time who's since got on, I think many of you know him, David Allen Greer. Uh, and... Uh, and he was he was in the acting program at Yale, uh, and he was, a, he was a terrific singer and a songwriter. And then he started doing comedy too. And, uh, and about once every uh, week or once every couple of weeks, we would roll on into to New London. And uh, and to be honest, uh, nothing's fucking changed. Um, <laughs> this is almost forty years later. Uh, the the only thing is is that the whale boats don't go out. Um, <laughs> But that's about it. Uh, they, they, apparently, it's the land that time forgot. This is a fucking, I don't get it. I don't understand it. This is so fucking, it's so beautiful here. And it's like you guys are going, it's like you literally, if something must be coming to town, you go, go away, go the fuck away. That would be nice. We don't want it. Get out of here. This 
this is where, when I was playing Mohegan Sun, my parents would come up from Maryland, take the train. They would come up to New London, and then the folks from Mohegan Sun were kind enough and pick them up here in New London. My father used to come up here. He worked for the uh, the federal government. This would be New London and uh, Mystic and this whole area, Groton. This would be where he would... Uh, uh, work on a variety of uh, things in terms of uh, what he was up to. And uh, so uh, I have a certain affection, and I really am kind of just amazed that that you've kept it exactly the same way as I remember it. <laughs> and I, I can't wait to call my dad tomorrow and go, wow, you haven't missed a thing. <laughs> um, so... Uh, this is from Elisa. Hi, we're here tonight with our 18-year-old son who just today committed to attend Worcester Polytechnic Institute in the fall. Congratulations. Yeah. They, and you can tell just how excited this audience is for you. This is one of the most bitter groups of people I've ever met. I, just, I literally started with that because I thought it would make this group happy. But even that, even that doesn't help. Fuck you and your Worcester. How come you're not going to con college? Fuck you, you son of a bitch. <laughs> wow. They received 10,000 applications for 1,100 spots, and our boy was one of them. Good for you. Fuck these guys. No, don't even, no. Don't, no, no, too late. This was a stretch school for him. I've never heard that. He had to like go. <laughs> and we are proud. He worked so hard and made his dream come true. Good. It'll also be a stretch school for us financially. <laughs> so they probably, that they'll applaud because they're pigs. <laughs> so I just wanted to say fuck you to Lori Laughlin and Felicity <laughs> I will say... Uh, uh, to your son, I, I don't have his name here, but the, the, what? Bass. Bass? I, I have no idea what you're saying. You know what I, you know what I, 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 what you, I hear you saying is bath. You named your son Bath. What? You can keep. I can't, literally, I, seriously, guys. It's great acoustics this way. I'll just say, no, I don't care. I don't care what his fucking name is. Okay, I don't give a shit. We're done with his name. I'll just get to the point. I shouldn't have even been asked. I was being polite. Fuck, fuck, fuck it. One thing you'll find, you'll be in Worcester, uh, Worcester, Mass, and wow, good luck. Yeah, Worcester's one of the few places that you can go and you'll go, son of a bitch, I can't wait to get back to New London. <laughs> this is from Laura. This is, these are the kind of ones that I really enjoy. The what's with the guy in front who keeps farting into his seat and I'm gagging. <laughs> I really, I love Connecticut for that kind of thing. Any other city, people would be really laughing here. It's like, oh, God. 
No one, no one in our state has ever farted. But she should have kept that a secret. Um, this is from Dan. So I decided to drive an hour and a half north on 95, which is like fucking six years. Boom, 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 boom. If you ever feel like, Jesus, I'd like to see them build a road forever, come to Connecticut. By the time they finish I-95, they start again, and it's always shitty. It's always shitty. So they decided to drive to see your show for the first time. I bought the special seats, whatever the fuck that means. That's the one where people don't fart in front of you. I said to my wife, let's stop at the casino, make a day of it. I lost $2,500. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck. Your wife must be thrilled about that, Dan. This is from Mary Beth. Uh, windmill cancer? Really? Checking in is I'm safe from the effects. You know that uh, the president of the United States uh, said that uh, if you live near a windmill, uh, that it will cause cancer. It causes, yeah, the, the sound. I'm fucking, I'm, guys. You better start fucking paying attention, okay? Right? He says this shit, and then everybody goes, and what's really wrong about it is, as soon as he said that, he said that it, it causes cancer and that your property value of your house drops, okay? That's what he said, okay? You know what Republicans and Democrats have to do? I don't give a fuck about party affiliation. When, when somebody makes shit up and they're the president, you have to step up and go, uh, liar, liar, pants on fire. This is from Amanda, Alexandra Cortez Ocasio. Don't even get me started on that idiot. Another reason ID should be shown for voting booths. First off, um, Amanda, she was elected not here. So it's called Tufsky Shitsky. Okay, that's one. That's for my area. Two, uh, she was elected against some guy who'd been in office for fuck ever, and the people went, no. That's always kind of a step in the right direction. You may not like what she's saying, but the other thing is she's young. And what you're always going to find, and this is what's exciting about young people, is they say what the fuck is on their mind, okay? And, and you may not like it. I know when I was a kid, I said shit that was staggering. I'm saying shit now that fucking freaks me out. So imagine what I was saying when I was a kid. And you better, I don't know how old you are, but God damn it, you better fucking think back when you, when you were a kid. Did you just sit there and go, 
the whole fucking time? I bet shit came out of your mouth. So, and guess what? She doesn't control the fucking, she's one person in Congress, get a grip. And for every one of hers, for every asshole that you see on that side, there's an asshole on the other side. That's what we call the balance of fuck power. They're douchebags akimbo, it's Congress. Get a fucking grip. And meanwhile, he's saying that fucking, you're worried about her, and he's saying windmills cause ear cancer. <laughs> Son of a bitch. You picked the wrong night to send that in. Here's one, this is from Gracie. This is a little difficult, but it's important. As a retired border patrolman, border patrolman, border patrolman, meaning someone who's been there. Here's an important note for those of you who live here. Um, it, there's, I know that there's an emergency on our border and I forget because everything's so good that you forget, wow, there's an emergency. And a lot of those people who are coming in I'm gonna guarantee you this tonight. They're not coming here, okay? They're not, okay? And for those of you who didn't laugh at that, fucking get a grip, okay? All right, they're not. They're gonna go, they literally, they look, they got, they came 2,000 miles and then they're gonna look and they get into Texas and they're gonna look and look at a map and go, we're gonna go all the way the fuck up there. And they're gonna then look at the weather report and go, fuck you, fuck you, New London. It's, uh, as a retired border patrolman, it is shocking that no one gets it. The Democrats show to statistics that the number of asylum seekers is the lowest in years. The Republicans show us statistics that the highest numbers of refugees apply for asylum in one day. They're both correct. But the newspapers and TV broadcasts hire stupid people. Psst. Asylum seekers change their transportation to arriving in caravans for safety. Did you, this is a border patrol person talking. So they come in caravans for safety, which means that between caravans, months go by with tiny numbers of asylum seekers arriving. The asylum seekers are simply told to wait their turn in Mexico, which might be weeks or a month. It only takes one smart person who is not a racist to solve everything. That is the crisis, finding a smart, non-biased person. Impossible. This is something you can do in the community. Deborah sent this in. As a part of my outreach program, I will read it to show that there are many sides to Lewis Black. <laughs> it hasn't been announced yet, but please help us spread the word. A CARE Bake Share project is opening in the neighborhood, neighboring city of Norwich, Connecticut. Its sole purpose is to hold free baking workshops for all ages and, denote, and donate all the baked goods to area charities. Uh, and they better taste good, Deborah. 
You better get on the fucking case train with that. For more Bake Share, if you care Bake Share information, email dlmcr at yahoo.com with CBS as the subject. Yeah, well, that, good luck with getting that down. <laughs> Seriously, but look it up. Just Google fuck, talk to somebody in Norwich. Cross the street, ask somebody. You've got nothing but time. Spring's coming. Go down there. I'm sure there'll be a fair. There'll be some sort of craft shit going on. They'll have a booth. Please, don't bother me with this shit anymore. This, this person is so pissed he's confused. This is Max. I fucking hate PETA. As I like to call it, please execute these ass wipes. What? God damn it. Son of a bitch. It's on a pad. Written by somebody who's a gazillion miles away. Don't be threatened by it. Did you think he's going to run around? Wow, just amazing. It's fucking amazing. This is why I I haven't settled in your state. I read that and I just thought, well, that's kind of silly, stupid. And you went... Ass wipes is the key word there. Son of a bitch. If they dis... And what's funny about... Okay, as I like to call it, please execute these ass wipes. If they disrespect Steve Irwin again, who knew? (laughs) I will show up on their social media's manager's doorstep with a stingray tail to shove up his ass. Now that, you can't fucking get judgmental. Really? Where's he find the stingray? I bet he's got a stingray. And fuck your animal pronouns. And while I'm here, fuck SeaWorld. Talk about confused. I'm surprised some of you didn't go, ooh. SeaWorld? I love SeaWorld. This is... uh, I'm going to read this is from Cheryl. She sent, I think she sent this before somebody else did. During your November 2018 show in Providence, Rhode Island, you presented a contemplative, indeed thought-provoking discussion of a person that reportedly didn't know that eggs come from chickens. And you then proceeded to cite this individual as evidence of the impending downfall of our civilization. No, I didn't. Uh, no, I didn't. I didn't call it downfall. Son of a bitch. I can go back through the whole goddamn thing. I do this every fucking night. I never talk about it as the end of civilization. There are bigger fish to fry than a goddamn fucking egg and a chicken shit. Son of a bitch. The cow thing is a bigger fucking end of civilization. Where I said it was the intellectual safety net was about the cow. I can't believe I got to go through this shit with you. I bet you, you're married to her, right? Are you married to the woman who wrote it? Didn't, aren't you? Are you? You are, aren't you? You prick. Shit, you scoring points, you bastard. 
Wow. Well, good, good for you. Good for you. That's good. Maybe, maybe Stilson can learn something from you about marriage. <laughs> okay. Wow. At the risk of embarrassing you, my foreskin-free friend, you don't know. I have two flaps. I'm serious. That's why part of the reason I don't let it bang in the back of the room. People get. I wish to note that eggs do not come from chickens. Rather, they come from hens. And in a striking twist of irony, chickens, in fact, come from eggs. Should I not then conclude that it is you, a public speaker, seeking to be respected, seeking to be respected? Look what the fuck I'm doing for a living. <laughs> Who ultimately is leading us to the downfall of civilization. Now, I just looked up a minute, about 10 minutes ago, because I wanted to go, because I asked Google, I said, is, uh, is a hen a chicken? And it says, a chicken is both a hen and a rooster. So, fuck you. I won't even say the end of this because it makes me so enraged. I'm being nice to you. The, the fuck you was a sweet thing to say. This is from Andrew. I'm reading this because the other night uh, I, I pronounced Pete Buttigieg. God damn it. Buttigieg. I pronounced it wrong, but this is interesting. And um, and, and James, uh, who helps us do our live feed, uh, and we, we refer to him as Google, he knows everything. If you need to know anything, he will know it. Um, he actually says that Pete Buttigieg is, has it on his website is that, and it, that's the way he pronounces his name. This is, I'm from the island state of Malta in the middle of the Mediterranean. It's 4 a.m. here, and since the orange Cheeto was voted in, I and many islanders are fascinated by the U.S. news involving him and have been following the news there profusely. Some funny shit TV. Can only imagine how deeply depressing it must be for most of you in the U.S. Lately, one of the potential presidential candidates for the Democrat, whose dad hails from our neck of the woods, has been hitting the headlines hard. South Bend's Mayor Pete. Now, I keep hearing American broadcasters saying, oh, we couldn't say his unpronounceable name a month ago, but now, well, from a Maltese guy 8,200 kilometers away, you still can't fucking say his name right. Buddha Judge, Buddha Judge, Bujajay. God damn it, it's Bootijij. Fuck's sake. Here it is. Boo is in I'm fucking Casper Boo. <laughs> Tea is in what you have with a biscuit or a piece of cake. And Dejeej, D-J-E-E-J, -E -E as in, oh, fuck it, what's the point? <laughs> and uh, I will end with this. This is from Sean, came in tonight. I want to thank you all for coming out. Tomorrow night we're going to be, uh, we'll be in, uh, fuck, wait, don't tell me. 
Uh, we'll be in Northampton, and then we'll follow Northampton with Rutland, Vermont. And I want to get to... What? We love you. Oh, and I love you. <laughs> But we'll be, yeah, we'll be in Rutland. And everywhere we go, it'll just get colder and shittier and colder. Because <laughs> once again, I think spring's gonna happen and then, no, no, it's gonna be 70 and then it's gonna be 30. So that my fucking nose just it continues to be fucking fucked. <laughs> Damn it. This is from Sean. They're now selling four piece sets of Trump rubber duckies. <laughs> that is really what I need. A piece of shit floating in each sink and tub in my house. <laughs> I already have one piece of fucking shit in the fucking White House. Maybe I should buy them, send them to the White House so this asshole can get them convicted of something. <laughs> Not to mention this, this fucker is probably making money off of it. <laughs> So I thought that was going to be a bigger finish, but fucking not. <laughs> so I will leave you with this, since you've irritated me no end. Uh, this is from Alan. Uh, I've got this the other night. Thanks for what you do for all us normal people in the world. I know you have an appreciation for the work teachers do. I have a tremendous appreciation. I needed to take a break from marking assignments to write this rant. I'm a professor at a college in Canada, but I'm sure my issue with education is the same throughout North America. Uh, absolutely. Uh, how the fuckity fuck do students get to the level of first year college without any concept of proper spelling or grammar? How did you do it, Worcester? How'd you do it, Worcester? <laughs> It is driving me batshit crazy trying to decipher stupid mistakes that should have been fi fixed back in grade three. If I come across another, they say the same thong over and over again. By the way, that is my breaking point from marking tonight. Or I defiantly agree with your answer. Last night's reason for me to drink. I'm going to curl up in a fetal position in the corner of my den and start reading the entire library of Dr. Seuss books until my brain gets back on track again. <laughs> And, and where did my students learn that it was okay to start a sentence with Anne? Oh my God, they've got me! I just did it myself! <laughs> also, how is it difficult to remember that the word I is to be capitalized all the time? Imagine seeing that every day, every week, over and over and over again. You'd be shocked the number of times I see the words wanna, Gonna, and my all-time favorite so far, hafta. <laughs> appear on assignments of exams. If it wasn't for the lack of an accent, I would swear that most of my students are from West Virginia. <laughs> Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. You can host the best backyard barbecue. When you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside. Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. 
You can do this when you Angie that. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews. But now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Coming to you live tonight from uh, Northampton, Massachusetts, at the uh, at the lovely Calvin Theater. And for those of you who, uh, this is actually the republic, the uh, the Republic of Northampton, the Free Republic of Northampton. If you, for those of you out there who watch and go, um, I have to leave this country. Uh, you can come here. It's really, it's really unbelievable. There's some things that we, you we might unnerve you, but it's it's going to be fucking different, <laughs> you know. A, a lot different than anything you mentioned. I uh, originally became somewhat uh, I knew about Northampton because uh, one of the when I looked at schools when I was uh, applying out of high school, I was. Uh, completely misguided by my guidance counselors. <laughs> one of the schools that they guided me to, two of them actually, was one was Williams, uh, one was Amherst. Amherst being the, yeah, you can hear the wild applause. Um, they're, wearing, they're wearing gloves. So I had gone to see both schools. I was, you know, and I really didn't know what I wanted, but I, I kind of thought, okay, well, these are schools that uh, I might want to go to. But I was really kind of 
you know, and I uh, saw both of them. Amherst is actually, I think, close is closer, and uh, and Williams is over a thing. <laughs> You've got to climb something and then come down. The people here actually don't use cars. They they put on their they get their trucky boots and they go up and come down. They laugh the whole way and sing yodel and sing songs. It's, you'll love it here. You'll love it. And um, and they only eat birdseed while they do that. So, but I uh, so I applied and. Uh, and it was solidly rejected by both of them. <laughs> yeah, because my parents didn't pony up the money. No, we, uh, I have a soft spot. Really, it was unbelievable week. <laughs> Three days after the president was elected, which four days was when we arrived, the last performance I did in Northampton. Four days after he's elected. This is the last place on fucking earth <laughs> you want to be on the day after Hillary Clinton loses. No, 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 no. No, no, no. No, no. And I sat on the bus with normally my the opening actor. Opening act is John Bowman, who couldn't be with us this evening. And uh, he, he, we sat on that bus just going, I don't want to go in there. Do you want to go? I don't want to go in there. <laughs> and it was our first show since the election. We were like, oh, we'll come out. We have to, <laughs> um, yep. Some people lasted about eight minutes. <laughs> They just couldn't handle. I mean, they couldn't. It was like, I can't, oh, 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 fuck. It was like, literally, it was like, it was like, uh, they, they, were, they literally raced into the streets as if there was a bummer tent somewhere. <laughs> uh, but John did something that was, I thought, extraordinary. It was one of the, he had bought a, he bought a wig that he bought because he thought it was a blonde wig and he thought he, that Hillary was gonna win. And so he had this blonde wig and was all set. So, and now he had all of this, and he went on stage, and it was one of the, the it really it worked. Uh, and it was really brilliant, because he went on stage and he said, I'm a comic, and uh, I work, and I, he said, you know, we, we work on our material. He said, you know, it's not just, you know, we j doesn't come off the top of our heads. We put these things together, we work things out. He said, I bought this wig. It was a tax write-off. I got to use it. <laughs> And I got all this Hillary material, and fuck it, I'm going to do it. <laughs> and he did five minutes of Hillary material, and then we, we moved on and, and did a show. And then the audience just, we just wept. <laughs> so here we go. This is from Carla. Uh, the Massachusetts Department of Education, after 30 years of funding our adult basic education program, decided not to refund us. You know, because everybody's so fucking smart! <laughs> Even though there's a huge percent of adults in the state that read below a third grade level. Mm -hmm. So the very organization committed to educating all decided to say fuck you to all the taxpayers paying their salary who can't read and write. Well, that's great, Carla. This is just more good news. <laughs> just more good news, because really this is going to be great. Well, you know, you got the New England Patriots. <laughs> See? 
See, Carla? Nobody wept over the fucking education thing, but New England Patriots, they're masturbating. I didn't, you know. <laughs> I'm, right now, just so you know, because it's not going to last long, but since I am uh, have possibly, la last year I had one of the worst teams in baseball, and this year we're going to be even worse, uh, I, I root for the Baltimore Orioles. And no, 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 no. Just, <laughs> just, just hold on to your Shroud of Turin. And... Uh, <laughs> But right now, we're ahead of you. Uh -huh. um, this is from Mary. I teach middle school English. My children are sexting, vaping, and unable to r r write complete sentences. Everyone is a fucking moron. Um, Frank... Frank says it sucks that the current political parties are becoming a bunch of partisan middle school pricks, which refers back to Mary's. <laughs> Worry more about party lines than the people driven by the 24-hour news cycle. That's absolutely true. They really are unbelievable. It's extraordinary to watch. They could actually get things done at this point. You just wonder at what point they, somebody just goes, okay, we're going to, okay, you know, you know, enough is enough. Just, I, I don't care what, it, I don't care about what, it, it, just do it in terms of infrastructure. Just do it in terms of roads. Every, there's, a, 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 every, a, every, every fucking town, I get five things about potholes. Five. <laughs> every town, every fucking town we go to. It's not difficult. There's, roads aren't a partisan issue. It's not a political issue. Why is roads not a political issue? Because a road has both a left side and a right side. <laughs> Uh, this is Kurt Miller uh, boarding an airplane they have all these wacky rules of who can board on what times yet they never seem to make the process smooth why the fuck can't we board the plane correctly back to front um, Kurt I totally agree with you I fly all the time um, all you have to do if you wonder why America gets nothing done just go to any airport <laughs> literally we don't know how to fucking organize, a, uh, what, 180 people to sit on a plane. We can't even do that. It was like, well, we can, uh, and, and <laughs> now they have, and then they have to put it into classes. One, well, there's class one, class two. Class one now has 500 people, and class three and four has six. <laughs> This is from Michelle, who wrote two very funny things back to back, and I'm going to read both of them. Um, one is very smart. Why aren't America's meth labs able to produce insulin? You could be in charge of health in this country with that concept. Son of a bitch, that's a good idea. If those idiots would realize what they could make off insulin, those fuckers would be pumping it out. <laughs> it wouldn't be as good as Breaking Bad, but it's... 
<laughs> she also, this is really, I love this. As a Jew, I really enjoy it. I made bacon crucifixes last year. <laughs> This is good, Michelle. As a side dish for Easter. <laughs> I stuck three of them in a big bowl of mashed potatoes to recreate Mount Calvary. Was that wrong? <laughs> You're the one who's gonna have to explain it to God. You may want to sit down this weekend and just come up with a little thing you're going to do when, when you get to that gate. And he goes, mm, start showing you the photos. <laughs> I'm reading this mainly because uh, he, he, uh, he sent it in and, that, and mainly to show you that actually uh, we do have an audience that it is around the world. It's, this is from Merrick. As I sit here w waiting for your live rant here in Krakow, what is it, Krakow, Poland. It's a beautiful city you must visit. Also, there are so many American tourists coming here that I think you will find enough balance that you will uh, see that how annoying they are. <laughs> and, and that will keep you happy. <laughs> Not being Jewish myself, I cannot comment if those Americans are so annoying. <laughs> What annoys me most about Americans is that they like their meat so much. They see a cow everywhere. Moscow, crack cow. <laughs> Fuck, there are no cows here in Krakow. It's pronounced Krakow. There are no cows here. Well, none of the four-legged variety. By the time your rant is due, it will be early in the morning. I missed Friday evening had no alcohol, didn't go out at all. No one came around to visit as they canceled everything, they, as they canceled. Hell, if I was Jewish, I would be all ready for the Sabbath. <laughs> Thank you, Merrick, and good luck in Krakow. <clears throat> um, this is from Maxine. Would you please reach out to the authorities that be and ask them to fix the potholes in my mind? <laughs> I'm reading this. I'm reading this in part because I think it's really well written. Uh, it is not riotous. I just think it's a really a beautifully written piece uh, about uh, about mental illness, and uh, and I don't feel like yelling and screaming. And I, uh, but I also think uh, there's you're an audience that can handle this. There, you know, there's certain audiences that would just go fuck you. So. Um, but I figured you guys would do it just because you kind of, because I, I can't even explain why. I can't. It would just be, well, he's going to read it. We, it's about mental illness. I didn't think about that today. You really have to visit this place. You got to see it to believe it. Dear Lewis, I was happy to hear you address mental illness at some point, although I don't remember what you said because I have ADD. <laughs> I'm deeply baffled by the basic setup of our society. We seem to be ruled by the constant stream 
of heavy-handed logic. From my perspective, logic is entirely overrated. I accept it as a strong aspect of many individuals' personality traits, whereas these logically-minded individuals have no room in their minds to see that others have different shaped minds. Therefore, they've decided that many of us who don't squeeze into their narrow-shaped approach to living are mentally ill. Sure, we can't do a lot of things logical people can do, but they can't do what many of us can do either. When I was a kid in school, I didn't hear the teachers calling my name over and over because I was seriously daydreaming. They characterized me as dumb and spacey. That quality alone is one of my strengths today as an adult. Right now, in this moment writing to you, I'm able to transport myself into this one-way conversation with you in hopes that you'll share my perspective and there'll be some understanding in this world. While I write, I'm completely undisturbed by the world around me, like the end of it, which may or may not be approaching fast. The freezing weather. I don't know how you get by that. The nasal monotones that seem to have a grip on our larynxes of people. The conversations those larynxes are having. Typically overconfident false facts about um, everything. I live alone, have no money, no job perspectives in view. I would get fired from them anyway because logic gives me brain freeze and have yet to cash in on my creative endeavors. I work all the time. I've worked all my life. My inspiration and focus has always been unshakable because I love what I do. However, because I don't have money and success, I'm looked upon as a broken individual and can't help feeling broken, frustrated, and have a strong, disturbing sense of not belonging in this world. And yet, look, I'm able to write this letter, focused in the moment, ignoring all that fucking crap. In fact, it is my necessity. I think if I was logical, I would have killed myself by now because my life makes little sense on this planet and the shame of that is so often debilitating. But my strength in daydreaming or creativity brings me clarity. And can, can I say joy in Massachusetts? Sounds like joy. And Joey definitely didn't bring it. So if you could relay this, I'd appreciate it. Logic-minded people stand down. We who have different shaped minds and are not like you are not mentally ill because we're different. We are independent thinkers and creative types. It is trying to survive in your wor world that feeds this notion. Because you know a good way to make someone mentally ill? Take away all their value, their respect, don't take them seriously, don't pay them, starve them, take away their basic living necessities and watch them shrivel in shame. It's easy, it's happening everywhere. And it's not that I don't care about all the problems the poor middle class people are having. Everyone, everyone has something to offer, not just those fuckers who can, everyone. Well, there's that one exception, but he's already got enough attention. <laughs> Almost everyone should be at the table. We need to rethink the way we approach teaching children and what we value in this country. We need to support all our artists, inventors, and innovators. We need to celebrate these kind of minds from the get-go. We need an established, supportive place for them and not in a mental institution. And don't get me started about the bullshit trust fund keepers of the art world in New York and this whole level of internet shaming. That is a mental illness all its own.
Thank you for being a socialist. Thank you for your most gracious reach to the people's voice. I'll be there tonight. I moved to the Northampton area because I'm a female. Heard it, heard it was the lesbian capital of something. And figured, cool, all the more men for me. You may see my logic here. Thank you. Thanks, Northampton. We're coming to you live from uh, Rutland, Vermont, in the Paramount Theater. This is uh, no stake. They can't hear you. So the, we're uh, we're here in the uh, once again we're in. Uh, like last night, we're, in, we're actually in the free state of Vermont. Well, last night, we're in the uh, free state of, uh, of Northampton. This is another place. For those of you who are watching, who uh, live in this country and think, fuck, I got to get out of here. Well, get over here. <laughs> this is not like any here you've ever been to. This is not... What's going on here is a totally different thing. And it's, um, and when you get here, you go, is this really America? And, and you'll have to pinch yourself. <laughs> I mean, okay, look, I mean, it's pretty simple. This is a state that elected Bernie Sanders, okay? <laughs> if you're looking, um, uh, you know, uh, for a for a sleepy little town, um, this one is uh, comatose. <laughs> I'm sure. No, I know there's stuff going on here, but a lot of it appears to be going on underground. <laughs> no, it really. The, the, it's. It, I mean, it's really nice, but it's just. It's fucking. It was great a day. And shit, God. Damn it! And you come up, you think, God, it's going to be a Vermont, and we're in April. It's going to be no. It's not spring, but I will tell you this right now. This is a town that eventually, when 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 the fuckers out there find you, you're fucked. Because right now you have something that really is quite uh, unique and quite extraordinary and quite wonderful. And uh, all the jokes that I make in terms of like the way that that, that there is nothing going on here is actually an advantage. <laughs> And then what's going to show up is going to be freakish. But, but for all the kids out there who are going, well, how come you don't like the mini Roll in here, okay? Okay? Because you can, you can live here, uh, I think, you, you, you know, and, and bring some oat milk. But I'll let the folks do the talking. Um, this is from Jody to give you an idea of what the theater's like finding our seats tonight. The usher lady goes, do you know where your seats are? Uh, Elena goes, no. And she goes, okay, well, the numbers are on the seats. <laughs> and handed the tickets back to us. <laughs> Like I said, it's a, it's a different country. This is from uh, Rabbi Bob. I've never heard of a Rabbi Bob. 
from October to May, whenever we talk to people in Arizona or Florida, they say, how's the weather up there in Vermont? Ha ha, it's 75 down here, chortle, chortle. And as a respected rabbi, I can't tell them, just fuck, shut the fuck up. <laughs> but you can. <laughs> A little piece of information, our friend Mildred Ellison, uh, who writes in uh, some nuggets all the time, She's, uh, she wrote, in New York may have the Statue of Liberty, San Francisco, the Golden Gate, Boston, Paul Revere, but Rutland will always have this. The town was the site of the nation's first polio outbreak in 1894. <laughs> Did you know that? Is, that? is that something that's shared from generation to generation? Maybe they could erect a commemorative sign as you enter town. Uh, wow. This is from Mary. I, I don't know if this is true. How backwards and how white is Vermont? Yeah, Mary. Okay. I don't know if you'd, when you, I'm going to read this, but you may not want to give your position. Um, the Mexican restaurant has white workers. <laughs> wow. There are Confederate flags flying on pickup trucks of great-great-grandsons of Union soldiers. How stupid is that? Boo? Now, what was that boo for? That was a boo. It was out of Casper the Friendly Ghost boo. <laughs> Are you booing the fact that it's okay for it? And you God damn it, no. Someone could be the great-great-grandson of a Union soldier and wear a, and, 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 and have a Confederate flag. I, that's the, the strangest boo ever. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of self-evident already that how stupid is that kind of finishes. Like well, that's what it said. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just reading what I get. You should have written something, fucknut. This is the town hall portion. <laughs> we can't do it. If I could have, I swear to God, originally when we set out to do this, I wanted to do it live and I wanted to do it and not send it out and just do it within the confines of a theater, but the theaters are too large to do that in. And uh, we can't, so it doesn't work that way. So, uh, but if you want, write in. You, I'm, I'll, I'll be working next week. Seriously, write in and say, I, you read that thing and it really upset me. And I'm going to tell you just how wonderful things are here in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> that's, Mary's a little upset. What can I tell you? Maybe that's where Mary is. I mean, it's a big state, Vermont. If you walk it. <laughs> Mm. <laughs> uh, James uh, says, uh, I'll be at the show tonight in Rutland. How, how, how about you rant when, when people first meet you and they assume they can call you by my, a, a nickname? I hate it when people call me Jim. Well, James, tough shit. <laughs> uh, I'm lucky nobody, 
I'm Lewis, but nobody ever calls me. I'm generally people never say Louie, uh, you know, because uh, then it would be like we were in a 1930s movie or something. So generally that doesn't happen. Um, Jim isn't bad, though. You know, if you're Richard and they call you Dick, that's a problem. Okay? But, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to upset you. But uh, you, can, you have a friend back there and you can talk to him. He's upset, too. And now you've got a group. I can't really rant about, about fucking nicknames. <laughs> I think Jim's pretty good. I dropped the James. Jim is kind of tougher. James is kind of, well... Um, There's a million, this is two back to back. I receive these every night. I will continue to read them every night until we actually do something. This is Kevin, there's a million fucking potholes in Vermont. <laughs> and, and frost heaves that will bounce you off the roof and set off your airbags and will give you a fucking concussion. <laughs> Bruno says, the roads are a mess. My car fell into a pothole last week. Come on, Vermont. And then I got this uh, just a couple of days ago. I can't take it anymore. Do people really believe that if they complain about the horrible fucking potholes, they might go away? No matter how many promises have sprouted from the lips of the fucking elected officials, there's no fucking way public works can keep up with all the fucking potholes. We're all fucked, and it's our own fucking fault. As long as endless droves of people daily keep driving all their fucking asses around in two-ton SUVs, cars, and trucks across town to the kids' soccer practice or to go to the gym to get a workout or someplace like the store to buy some fucking cookies, we can only blame ourselves for beating the fucking shit out of our roads. Doesn't anyone fucking get it? When all that shit holding the roads together disappears, the roads fall apart. What do we fucking expect? Small potholes grow into fucking big, gigantic potholes where Bruno's car fell in, which only served to support the fucking tire and shock absorber replacement industry. Deborah gives us a two-part solution. That's what you could have done. Part one, remove all the shit that's left of the road surrounding the fucking potholes and stack all that road shit along the nearest waterway. Building a dike to stop sea level rising over what's left of our poor fucking roads. That's what's next. We ain't seen nothing yet. All those fucking cars are also causing the fucking sea level to rise. If we don't build dikes with the road shit, we can rant about water running up and down our streets, but we won't see the fucking potholes anymore. This is, oh boy. Oh, this is Lizzie. All this week driving to work, men drivers tailgate. Try to pass. I have to show them my driving skills and not let them. Then the fuckers get by only to break and turn into McDonald's. What's the fucking rush to get to McDonald's every morning? Are they not allowed to go? So they're sneaking before work? Asses. This is really... Uh, 
This is from Amy. There's a guy front row center. The mom says she know she knew me in high school. This rarely happens. I, I put myself on the only reason I put myself on Facebook at all. I talked about this in a, in a special a long time ago, but I put myself on Facebook in hopes that people that I knew from way back as I wandered around the country might try to get in touch. And that isn't the way Facebook works. The people you want to see never get in touch. The people who get in touch, you, you just go, what the fuck? <laughs> so, the person, it's the, so the person's asking if I know Patty Newman from Silver Spring. And do I remember her? Yes. I do remember Patty Newman, and uh, I used to spend time with Patty Newman, and I, a friend of mine actually dated Patty Newman, and if you went out and asked Lenny, who's at the merch table, if he took his Prevagen, he'll remember <laughs> Patty Newman, because he went to high school with me. So if, uh, if, you, if you see Patty Newman, please say hi for me, and tell her I remembered her, and that she never wrote my Facebook page. So, <laughs> uh, uh, this is from Andy. Parents complain about paying teachers, but I'm the one who has to entertain them, those little fuckers all day long. <laughs> now, halfway into my career, I finally make what my brother started with at IBM 20 years ago. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's fucking, you're not going to get education where you want to get education until you pay the people who educate your children. That's just the deal. You're competing in a fucking market. This is... Uh, this is a great one. Uh, <laughs> this is, um, we have a problem in Indiana with homeless people squatting in abandoned houses. I don't think that's a problem. I think it's a solution. Wow. Wow, that took, that was the strangest reaction. I did not expect that reaction. I respected a more kind of a thoughtful matter, kind of like, well, I don't know if I really like that idea. <laughs> those, they should be wandering the fields. They're, they should be out there fixing our roads. Um, this is from uh, I have, uh, Vermont State Law Proficiency. This is from Julie. Vermont State Law Proficiency-Based Graduation Requirements. That means that to graduate, you don't get grades, but proficient or fucking not proficient. No, no, don't be sorry. That's really extraordinary. Are there grades? Not at all? Uh, look. I get the... I get the, uh, the whole campfire attitude. <laughs> but, but seriously, um, you, you kind of have to, you, 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 there has to be, you know, kind of, yeah, you do. It doesn't help. It doesn't help a child. It's got it. You don't have A's or B's? Oh, Christ, on a fucking fuck. So, so, you, so when you, you when you a, a child applies to college, you just you go pee, and then send a check for like three hundred thousand dollars. Who the fuck is accepting? What are you? This is astonishing. You have to do it. 
You have to do it. The only way I became really good at writing was by getting D's. <laughs> so that I fucking aspired to get an A. Or get a C first, and then maybe a B, and then an A. And I became a better writer over time. You can't call it a P or a not P. That's fucking absurd. <laughs> you might as well... You might as well smell their pee. <laughs> I thought this was, I thought, God damn it, I thought this was just a kind of a thing if somebody wanted to, well, holy fuck. <laughs> so you get all your questions right, you're fucking proficient, you graduate. You get 50% right, you're still fucking proficient. <laughs> 50% isn't proficient. 50%, that's, God damn it. That's not close. That's a guess. If it's my, God damn it, if it's true and false, we are halfway there. Son of a bitch. Who runs the education department? What cot is he sleeping or she sleeping on? Are you shitting me? Nobody said, hey, maybe we should work on doing something. When did this start? God damn it. Wow. What do you need a teacher for? You can just have pups running around. Wow. Wowie, wow, wow. I am a staggered. I am a staggered, and that's probably proficient. I leave you with this. This is from Lisa. I wish I liked shrimp. I mean, I feel super ghetto not liking it. Who doesn't like shrimp? I love all food. But shrimp, why not? What is it about this bottom feeder? I like to eat other disgusting animals. What do I do with shrimp? If I was eating with someone, I would eat out... I, I would eat it out of, of what? Obligation? Embarrassment? Shame? Do I have some Jewish roots far back informing this disdain? Wow. Lisa, you, it's, it's time you maybe want to do that, uh, that fucking check your fucking, th wow. Shrimp are really great, Lisa. The problem is, is you've got to dip them in shit, maybe. Are you just going at them raw? You've got to fucking find a dip you like. You can fucking eat anything. Shrimp, for me, are, you know, they're basically a way to deliver fucking horseradish and fucking shit to my fucking mouth. That's what you're missing, Lisa. That's just proficient. Take care of each other. Thank you, Rutland. Thanks to all of you for listening to my Rantcast. If you have a rant you want to get off your chest, send it in to me at lewisblack.com forward slash live. You can think of it as therapy or whatever you want to think of it as. Just let it rip. And I want to thank the true stars of our show the ranters, and the splendid rants they gave us. 
Lewis Black's Rantcast was created and hosted by me. Ha <laughs> Lewis Black. Our live rant audio was produced by James Salkin. Our theme song by Chris Lane. Executive producer, Ben Brewer. Executive producers, Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcast. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is. And it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.